Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, Pine. Hello again. It's a beautiful, bright October morning, or not morning anymore, it's noon. A few minutes past noon, actually. Uh, But it's earlier than uh, usual. Normally I come to visit you in the afternoon, I think. I react to it because the direction of the light is different. It feels like a very, very long time since I've seen you here, because I've been in Stockholm. And uh, although I came already on Sunday, I've been running around, uh, visiting Lubundas in the uh, Lovisa archipelago, Odes Lovis Archipelago. And uh, yesterday I went to uh, Haraka Island in order to fetch some material for a lecture I'm preparing for tomorrow. And that's, uh, that made me think about um, the relationship to the past. Because as I hear it, uh, you are actually... A, a big part of your body, your trunk, is uh, dead wood, literally dead wood. So, so it's only a um, thin layer at the surface that is alive. Uh, it's fascinating to think that what if a human being would sort of grow a larger and larger skeleton so while living? But, uh, of course, we also, we humans, we carry our past in our bodies, but, but not so, not in kilograms like that. Or people who claim that they carry their past in kilograms, they, they do that in their fat cells. But, but I'm not, um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, My kilograms are the same or even even lesser than when I was 20. Well, about the same. Uh, but I have s- collected so much stuff. So I really understand. It really feels like I would have... I, I, I had a huge trunk of wood that I would have to carry with me. Okay, you don't have to carry your wood with you. On the contrary, it's very... <clears throat> practical for you. There's been heavy storms. I saw in Haraka there, were, there was a, a tall um, tree, not an aspen, but an alder tree had broken, fallen down uh, completely. And of course many branches. <clears throat> And here also in the park I see um, some branches have been broken by the wind and then they've uh, sort of... Uh, cleaned up the, the, uh, some branches and so on. 
But luckily, they've also left some large trunks lying uh, just for the insects and microbes and small critters. No, uh, I'm not so fascinated about uh, looking into the past. I'm going to, I was asked to give a lecture for like beginning in theater historians, uh, students uh, about performance art and live art and then what I'm contemporary doing. But as a, as a representative of a specific generation, of course, I mean, I guess I'm there as an artist, although I'm also, I have graduated from the theater research uh, department many, many years ago and, and still join theater research organizations, but by no means have I been engaged in any type of theater history, really. But already trying to sort out your own history, or even a small part, I, I tried to look at the, the, the texts from newspapers that I collected in the 80s and 90s, <clears throat> not only from my own works, but because I was part of a group called Homo Ash or Homo Dollar in the beginning of the 80s. And in those days, everything was written about a lot. Maybe I haven't, I thought, why, why don't I have such clips any longer? And of course, one reason is that, that nobody writes about my work. But of course, I'm not making theater performances any, anymore. Uh, but also because a lot of the media are online, so you wouldn't sort of have those papers that you have to keep in folders and so on. But only it, it, it's somehow it's healthy to look at old stuff because uh, you realize how much of various type of things everybody sort of has done during a lifetime. But then, of course, uh, it's impossible to, to somehow put that into a lecture, so I had to choose a few excerpts. But the nice part was that I, I found some old publications that I've written that I can use, uh, although they feel now like they would be a little bit outdated, but, uh, well, history can be outdated. In some way, it's uh, strange to, to be obsessed or yeah, think about these trou troubles when somehow... This morning, there was a new killing again. This time, not uh, uh, youngsters killing each other in Stockholm, but a Tunisian uh, jihadist guy uh, shooting three uh, Swedish people who who were going to a football match uh, game to support Sweden against Belgium. So they were shot simply because they were Swedes, because Sweden is now in in the view of some Muslim uh, uh, extremists. It's a enemy country because of the the burning of the Korans or whatever problems. Yeah. But that's not all, because, because um, that was only this morning. But since we last met, there is a new war again. 
I mean, nothing good has happened in the Ukraine uh, occupation or the, the Russian uh, war, uh, Russian-Ukrainian war. But there is a new war now with Hamas uh, uh, suddenly uh, making a, an attack on Israel, and Israel now responding uh, tenfold, uh, sort of probably nearly exterminating the whole Gaza Strip, uh, probably. It's uh, so horrible with such a small area with so many people. Uh, of course, it's no possibility to avoid uh, civilian casualties, to, to use a horrible word also, that casualties. But, uh, but uh, then they said that they told people to, to leave, but they have nowhere to go. It, it, it's so... The same people who suffered so horribly in the Holocaust, the same people are now sort of in the name of defending themselves, which they of course have the right to do. They are sort of creating a similar type of extermination game. Not similar, but, but causing a lot of, lot of, lot of suffering to civilians. So my troubles with uh, sort of sorting out my past is uh, not uh, relevant from that perspective. But on the other hand, we all are, we have our own problems. I wonder if your problems now are uh, the coming cold or maybe rather the storms, because the storms are getting worse or stronger. So, of course, life becomes more dangerous for you in that sense. Yeah, I should go, I should go back and try to think about performance art and live art and, and uh, experimental theater and whatever those terms might mean, theater studies and performance studies. and uh, They seem so important. When I was a professor of performance art and theory, as it was called, and, and changed the program to become a, uh, an international one with uh, English as the language of tuition. The name was changed into live art and performance studies exactly to avoid those uh, endless discussions of what, um, what the terms in Finnish mean, because they are somehow or where, but still are, of course, uh, existing phenomena that you could refer to. Yeah, but now all that seems uh, not so important, and it seems much more important to talk with you. But of course, I should also try not only to talk with you and sort of babble of my own problems, I should try to develop these talks or conversations into something more meaningful and, and maybe also reflect upon what the possibilities are of developing something more generally useful of these conversations or these type of conversations. What would happen if, if everybody would sit in the parks and talk with pine trees? Would that be a better world? I doubt that. 
but the but the fact that we should we could remember that you're living beings that are worthy of our respect and that you have a lot of history and memory in your trunks so we couldn't just take them and think of them as material yeah okay i shouldn't uh, start moralizing now i uh, i prefer to to be happy to be able to sit here with you and i wish you a great day today and a great day tomorrow and, and many great days to come so take care This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.